Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Not So Serious Business. This is incredible guys. You're on the fourth episode already and we are so glad to know that you have been enjoying this so much. Hi, I'm Saptak. And I'm Pratik. And today we venture into the scintillating bylanes of romance, dating and modern day relationships. Sounds like fun? If it does, then we promise that this episode is going to open up a box of memories for you or a can of worms <laughs> as you settle in to listen to some very honest revelations around finding love in the 21st century. So we have yet another stand-up comedian with us today and she was an obvious choice for this episode. And yes, today we have a female guest because diversity at workplace, bro. <laughs> she's a total sucker for love and romance, but she also is quite adept at self-sabotaging all her relationships because conversations and dates for her are a mere validation for her comedy and jokes. Hence, she's never found her perfect love and never ran out of material for her stand-up comedy because all her relationships are pretty much jokes. <laughs> Hailing from Bombay, actually from Ahmedabad, please welcome Annie Thakkar, guys. Welcome to the show, Annie. How love do you feel today? Thanks a lot, Saptak, for the beautiful intro. Um, I've been stalking my own Instagram profile for the last three hours. So I guess <laughs> that's a lot of self-love. How love do you feel? I have been feeling very loved for quite some time. Thanks to the coronavirus, I am still living by myself. And it's what? <laughs> day 207 without sex for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes these days I just go to Starbucks so that I could hear at least someone scream out my name. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so today we wanted to explore with you how the ideas of modern dating, love and relationships have evolved over the years. Do you think these concepts of romance and relationships have changed drastically from what they used to be? I feel uh, Indian cinema and pop culture has normalized the wrong kind of behavior, like stalking and all is glorified. The whole idea of ladki ki naam hai hai, it's so problematic. Also in pop culture, they've always shown people who engage in such kind of behavior, they always get the girl. So I feel yeah. <laughs> the whole idea of consent is so undervalued. Like it is so sad that it's actually considered romantic that a guy comes up to you, pulls you close and kisses you. It's not romantic. <laughs> it is sexual harassment. <laughs> also, I feel that uh, since sex is something that people have never explicitly shown it's always shown with like really weird visual metaphors and they use bad oh, euphemisms <laughs> like today i found out that namak iska was a song about blowjobs i didn't know <laughs> that's a discovery for me today thank you annie yeah yeah i mean imagine for a country with the world's second largest population uh, Indian cinema surely had double standards in depicting sex, right? For years, you remember they showed us those flowers touching each other to depict a sex scene. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As kids watching that scene, you always knew something clandestine was going on. <laughs> and if it was TV, your parents would just switch channels. Uh, and if it was in a theater, you'd be distracted with like popcorn shoved into your face or something. <laughs> For years, whenever I saw flowers touching each other, even in a natural breeze, I suddenly like started yearning for popcorn and felt really shy about it <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but like everything, this also has given rise to extremes. Because uh, on the one hand, you've got the dying art of chivalry. And on the other, there are also the women who believe that hating men is what feminism is about. So we thought that you could maybe try and explain this and sort of help us out understanding all of this. Feminism is actually, if you look at the core definition, it means to treat both the sexes equally, right? right. But somehow in these days, feminism, the word itself holds such a negative connotation. And that is because the idea of feminism is so wrong in people's minds. If a girl talks about anything related to feminism, the guy goes like, hey, this is feminist type. And they automatically dismiss it. And uh, yeah. when it comes to chivalry, the word by definition means a man with knightlyhood characteristics. My only point is doing good things for other people shouldn't be the duty of one gender. You know, girls can take guys out too. Girls can open doors too. But I think uh, restaurant doors these days are very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and women have increasingly become more and more frail. <laughs> That's the problem, you see, because boys today are so confused because of people like you. Like, I don't know what Poor things. Yeah, I remember yeah. this one date I was on. We were just going to enter the place. So I just stepped ahead to open the door for her. And she just stopped dead and starts screaming, saying, I have hangs, okay? I don't need you to do this for me. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what just happened? She doesn't mean like, Tere liye khola bhi but you know, there's there's the other extreme also. So there's the extreme where they'll wait for you to open the door and if you don't, they'll be like, Kya hai? Haan, Why can't you even do I'm this much? I'm saying, a guy is so fucking confused these days. Yeah, then they, then you're left with no other alternative but to share those memes. Na? Not all guys wala memes. Yeah, yeah. That's the only alternative you have. Or simply go on virtual dates or don't date at all. <laughs> Wow, that was brilliant. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no claps. <laughs> Do you think the concept of dating has sort of changed and gotten majorly restricted just to hookups with dating apps coming in to change everything that we know about physical dates? So, so I feel that with dating apps, approaching people outside the your usual circle has become much easier. But then again, since it is so easy to find someone, people have stopped valuing the putting efforts part of relationships. There's this beautiful dating app called uh, Bumble. I think Bumble happened <laughs> when the concept of women empowerment reached level 10 of Jumanji or something. <laughs> so this is an app where women are supposed to write to men first. <laughs> Bumble's launch was so problematic because 
their launch campaign was called equal not lose first of all nobody thinks that people on dating apps are lose so you are creating a stereotype <laughs> and then breaking it like what is wrong with you <laughs> but one of the most problematic things about bumble is that the guy expects the girl only to continue the conversation you know like you only entertain you only think of topics i'm not going to put any effort <laughs> which are your go to dating apps so i have used tinder i've used hinge bumble okay cupid coffee meets bagel and half of these were for research purposes okay of course of course of course you don't have to justify it's fine it's obviously for research and work so there's this other beautiful concept uh, which is very prevalent these days it's called ghosting how do you view this concept of ghosting do you like it of course you like it when you do it but how do you feel when you are ghosted <laughs> so i earlier i used to ghost people like sometimes you just don't vibe with a person and you don't know how to end conversation you don't want to be rude so you just ghost them but as i've grown up i've realized it's very mean like you think the person is not even worth an explanation or what <laughs> so now every time i ghost i just like send a message saying that hey listen i don't think dating apps are my scene and then i just send that message to everyone and i uninstall the app so now i do ethical ghosting wow <laughs> wow i just think ghosting was like created by harassed lovers and perfected by <laughs> hr because what you just told me has happened to me so many times <laughs> for job interviews they don't even consider you human enough really dude i think ghosting as a concept was popularized by software developers you know even even while they are dating they'd be like yes thanks your 15 day free trial is now over so that's it <laughs> <laughs> Okay so since we have been talking about the modern day matchmaker that's Bumble or Hinge or Tinder or whatever <laughs> let's discuss the good the bad and the ugly of dating apps so maybe we can start with some of the things that you really hate about dating apps and some things which probably might be good so let's start with things that i hate because uh, honestly they come much more naturally true <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's people get their liberty to be as creepy as they want because they are hiding behind a screen all you have to do is like link a facebook profile or enter a phone number mm-hmm. so a lot of fake profiles are there and people are cowards they'll just send you the creepiest shit because they can so yeah. i think people are a lot more creepier on dating apps i love this beautiful thing yeah. that you see on dating apps and this is especially in the case of women where a lot of profiles you will see a very prominent tag which says not here for hookups <laughs> love that shit. i mean i yeah. look at it and i'm like bro aren't you on the wrong app then should you not be on jeevan sathi instead <laughs> see the counter to that is actually not a counter but i get it a lot of people put that like especially women to like stay away from creepy men like the moment a guy knows that a woman is available they just like say the shadiest things like in comedy also i did a joke where i had drawn boobs on paint i just like opened paint and i drawn two circles and written boobs okay it was a joke and 
I got messages saying that, hey, nice boobs. I want to see your boobs. And I was like, what? This is not even related. So I think the moment a guy sees that a woman even talks about sex or something, they'll just like creepiness. And when they see that the girl is talking about boobs, they get that uh, encouragement. <laughs> she has boobs, she knows the word boobs. So she must want to show it, no? <laughs> this other brilliant thing that I remember is a lot of people when, when they, you know, kind of write their bio and mention what kind of person they are and they write uh, sapiosexual. I mean, this is something that a lot of people are at the same time. <laughs> But of course, that's why you are on a dating app, judging and swiping against a person's picture, right? Of course, you are sapiosexual and that's what you're looking for. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. People on dating apps are so lazy, they'll just copy paste. Like, it's not even funny the amount of repeated bios that you see. Everybody is looking for a sapiosexual person. Everybody is a globetrotter, is funny. Wanderluster. And not there for hookups. Not there for hookups, no. Everybody is there for an intellectual conversation. Possibly, if you know Tinder organizes dating meets, it should be in a library. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, Annie. And this is something that I've seen quite a lot yeah. with women. Can you tell me why women prefer, especially on dating apps, why do women prefer men who have pictures with dogs? People use dogs and kids as brownie points. I've seen so many guys put up photos with kids and then they'll write that uh, not my kid because they are putting up things <laughs> like that to show that to show that they are a very caring person and a very loving person. And you know, it's subtly you're trying to show what a nice guy you are and increase your chances of getting laid. And that's the exact thing exactly. they cannot do with a dog. They cannot say, not my dog. Because they borrow their neighbor's dog and pose with them. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of women who just go crazy when they see a guy with a dog. You know, oh, so cute. And they'll just exactly. get swiped right. I don't know what the equivalent for a guy would be. Maybe a girl posing with chicken tandoori or something. I don't know. <laughs> what would be the equivalent? <laughs> I thought, uh, I don't know. I thought it's because... Women look for sensitivity, maybe. Like a guy with a dog is convincing enough that this guy here will have sex with me and then he'll cuddle too. <laughs> okay, so I also wanted to ask you, so apart from all of this, do you think that there is a bright side to dating apps? One of the great things about dating app is that you don't have to go to your Facebook others folders to look for creepy people. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, overall, I think the good part is that it has also made dating easier. It's like a H&M sale. Like if you're lucky, you scan through a thousand things and you'll find the perfect dress. <laughs> I'm completely in agreement with you there. I think definitely, I think relationships in general are easier in 2020 in these days, especially on apps like on apps, you can just unmatch people and boom, you're done. You'd never speak to them again, right? But right now, I can't unmatch and delete my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and finding love is so much easier. Like my boyfriend found love on Hinge while we were dating. It's beautiful. Wow. You can actually find love. That's very nice. That's very nice. I think dating apps are really good for the economy. 
because uh, firstly it helps in skill development more and more young people end up learning photoshop <laughs> and uh, then it also really helps restaurants because if you are on a date and you can't look cheap on a tinder date or a date you've met on an app you're going to pay that ridiculous cover charge right so the restaurant is really going to earn and of course then cab aggregators because uh, you're going to go and drop her and then maybe go home in the same cab so all in all it's a public service it's necessary for a growing economy <laughs> <laughs> as a part of this whole segment we also wanted to construct a sort of a game so as to speak of course with no gifts because this is not coffee with karan and we don't have no hamper <laughs> basically just to get an idea of uh, so let's just say that we'll throw a few of the situations or some of the experiences or pick up lines that you have garnered over the years through different exchanges <laughs> and uh, you you give us a short story on them right okay cool so let's just get started with this and the first instance for you would be funniest the funniest pick up line i think 3 years ago or something there was this incident where there was this guy okay he was he was legit a model okay. and i know this because his location was also lokhandwala so sure for sure <laughs> of course and he had he'd actually written like really witty answers and that is something that you don't expect from pretty people like i don't know why we all just think that ek hi cheez ho sakti hai ya dimag ya look so i was <laughs> surprised and we sat talking and then he told me that listen he started the conversation only with that you know i might look like the fuck boy type and this is a time in my life and i didn't know what fuck boys were so he's like so i'm googling kya 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 type nahi hai ye and then he's like i might look like the fuck boy type but i'm actually looking for genuine connections and all okay and for some reason as naive as i was i was like you know what something just felt off I told him that uh, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna be very honest with you because I don't wanna set unrealistic expectations. I'm a working woman and I'm here only for casual relationships. Like I can't date. I don't have the time or space in my life for that right now. Okay, mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is not me. Okay, I was trying reverse psychology. And the moment I said that, he's like. Yeah, yeah. I'm also here for hookups only. <laughs> it was so funny. Like he didn't even think for a second. He written paragraphs about how he's looking for meaningful connections, and it's easy to find lust, but finding love—that's what he's here for. And the moment I said that I'm a working woman, I don't want to disappoint you. I'm I'm here only for casual. He's like, yeah, maybe hookups, hookups. <laughs> what is then the creepiest pickup line you have had uh creepiest was okay but i do not blame this guy okay he he'd written a lot about creepy how he gets creeped out very easily mm-hmm. so i think what he told me was uh, girl i am no ranbir kapoor but if it's your first time i'll open you up really well <laughs> i was just like yuck wow. i'm going to puke This guy must be an engineer, and his best standard was Ranbir Kapoor. He could not go beyond that. Very interesting, guy. <laughs> <that. laughs> 
Uh, also, there was there was one more. I realized this is a time in my life where somebody recommended me Sex and the City, and I started watching it, and I really liked the series. Okay, and I didn't know that in dating apps you're supposed to give like really sexy and nice answers. <laughs> I thought if somebody asked me what I'm doing, if I'm pooping, I used to write pooping. I'm too honest <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, so this guy is like he's texting and he's like, "Are you busy?" I was like, "No, listen, I'm just finishing this season of Sex and the City. Can I text you later?" and this is the second sentence that he's telling me okay and he's like why watch it when we can do it babe <laughs> of course <laughs> what is the smoothest pickup line you have had um okay you guys might find it creepy okay this happened like during the lockdown okay but i thought it was pretty smooth this guy was he sent me a picture like we've not had a conversation at all okay the first message is he sends me a picture of himself in the plaster and he's in the hospital okay okay and then he writes uh, hey babe when can i see you <laughs> like intensive care unit <laughs> did you not get it i thought it was damn funny <laughs> my bar for humor is very low clearly <laughs> This was legit his picture, and he's like, "Hey, when can I see you? Like, when can I see you? Oh my God, did you see that coming? Did you see that coming? <laughs> no. <laughs> Masters in communication. See, this is how apps help. Also, they're helping young people think more yeah. innovatively. All these, all these guys are going to be the the next Silicon Valley champs. They're going to be the next billion dollar business owners. Bullshit. They will sit घर पे घर पे बैठ के they will make memes. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, as soon as your parents thought you were eligible to get married, they'd contact these social service offering matchmaker aunties and uncles. Remember, yeah. every community generally had these guys. They were like the human tinders. But now. We've taken a step ahead, and we've actually created a digital version of this. I'm talking, of course, about the marriage apps that have now come out. Annie, have you done any client research on these? <laughs> uh, I've never personally used them, but uh, like I've seen people say that it's easier to find uh, hookups on these apps as compared to Tinder. <laughs> Why do you think that is? See in Tinder you can't really tell your parents, okay? Like you're going on a date. Yeah, so yeah, मिलने जा रहे लड़के से and it's a parent approved app, no? Yeah. yeah. So there's first level of consent there. Like. <laughs> so this whole digital journey and especially in the wake of this current situation, uh, where we are faced with the uh, pandemic, I see there's a beautiful concept of how people are getting married virtually or digitally. Have you yeah. guys come, come across any of these situations where people are virtually getting married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I've attended one. <laughs> so I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> it was so funny though because the one I attended, not even the girl and the boy were together. So the girl was in the states, the boy was in Germany. There was even a priest. The priest was here in India, and then there were like fifteen other people, all of us. Uh, sitting with you know suits and shirts on with kachchas down there, and 
everybody is like oh happy and they the, the groom and the bridegroom actually they kissed the screen and that was it they married i'm like what the fuck is happening dude 6 months ago had this whole pandemic situation been there we would have saved so much of money i think this is the coolest thing oh, to happen oh absolutely absolutely this is the coolest thing that humanity has ever discovered so far period also i feel one of the great things is that when people come people come to your wedding they chit chat they eat food nobody pays attention to you yeah <laughs> so it's really <digital. laughs> exactly. everybody supposed to like look at you and listen to everything that you say yeah aunties would be very disappointed of course <laughs> especially those human tenders yeah they'd be fucked <laughs> disappointed bro they'd be like ab kaise galti nikalu dal ki <laughs> also interestingly these apps have given birth the jeevan sathis of the world have been given birth to an alien called arranged love marriage have you heard of this term arranged love marriage? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i i thought quite a lot as to how one can explain this so basically arranged love marriage is when both sets of parents mutually agree to allow their children to date enabling them to fall in love with each other and while the parents finalize caterers venues guest lists in the background the kids have to date each other so this is like a like a time limit that you have that you have to fall in love so <laughs> basically <laughs> arranged love marriage is like veg biryani or tofu steak it's a it's a fictitious term created by its own consumers and propagated by them only to convince themselves of its existence <laughs> yeah i especially love uh, when these couples then if they get married go for their honeymoons and then they are posting pictures and they are filling those social media posts with uh, you know quotations about love etc <laughs> like abhi to ek mahine pehle mili thi behan how did that happen <laughs> i feel that because there are so many terms these days people just make shit up for their own convenience so this arranged love marriage reminds me of this guy that i was dating and then when it came to like defining things okay i was like hey chal kya raha hai let's like what's this and then he's like let's be casually mutually exclusive wow <laughs> and i was like that's so ironic the words don't go next to each other <laughs> so i think arranged love marriage is also like people with arranged marriages just telling themselves the nene apna to love bhi hai okay we love oh. each other I think it's more <laughs> societal pressure on people, uh, uh, you know, who who get into arranged marriages. Like they feel that the society would kind of brand them as, "देखो इससे तो बंदी भी नहीं पटी." So yeah. they so they get into that whole, you know, imagined construct of, "ठीक है, we met each other through our parents or through an app, but we are the perfect uh, match for each other." So that whole thing kind of makes them feel कि नहीं, love तो है bro. Also, invariably. invariably their stories are also similar right almost all of them will say the same thing we met once and i really felt he gelled with me and i really felt she was at the same wavelength and we met and slowly love happened and i'm like what bullshit dude and these are the same guys who post pictures of their monthly anniversaries if you notice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey a lot of people do that okay like it's totally normal but most stop judging them 
रिलेशनशिप has to obviously end in a marriage right janam janam ka saath you're always together with that person yeah. and invariably this comes with rituals so i i I've, i've always found them quite ridiculous you guys have any pet peeves when it comes to this dude i paid extra to the priest to shorten the rituals of our marriage by the way honest <laughs> <laughs> truth so if you know a thing or two about bengali weddings they go on for years i think not even ours <laughs> and i had it very categorically mentioned to both my in-laws and my parents that if this does not finish in 40 minutes i am not going to be able to control myself for so long right i i'm going to lose my shit and knowing me my parents <laughs> very gladly accepted the bribe <laughs> that I held out to my priest saying that suno isko na aap aadhe ghante mein nipta dena that guy was shell shocked <laughs> he was like aadha ghanta to mujhe wo chawal ke tulle banane lagte hai like utne mein nahi hoga so believe it or not i had a proper negotiation during my own wedding with my priest asking for acha theek hai finally bolo kitna hoga <laughs> he was like nahi itna nahi hoga chalo <laughs> 45 minutes mein karte hai done and like nahi 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 ho payega and then finally he agreed upon 1 hour as the price point for my wedding and the rituals and that's how uh, <laughs> i got married <laughs> okay great this was a lovely conversation guys anni thank you so much for finding time and gracing us with your honest release of some really pent up emotions <laughs> i'm sure a bundle of wretched souls have already been empathizing with you and celebrating your tales of misery and struggle at the same time <laughs> but honestly thanks a bunch for being such a sport thanks ani thank you guys for having me and uh, making me overthink so much in such a short span of time i'm going to go cry now in a corner <laughs> you didn't even have to swipe to overthink this time <laughs> and for all of you listeners tuned in Go follow this fun and crazy comic on Instagram. Her page is called That Funny Thakur. I'm sure you'll have a blast. And if you have been enjoying our podcast, then do share it with your folks. Subscribe to it and follow us on our Instagram page that's called Not So Serious Business for some more content. Till then, take care and we shall be back soon with more. <laughs>